welcome to Technocast. In this episode, I am super excited to welcome Tomo, our friend, once again. Some of you might recognize him from the previous recording we had with him on designing social impact. Just last week, we released a new project, Vertube, and we wanted to have a casual catch up with him on the project, as well as hear some of the behind the scenes stories from him on making it and maybe some additional thoughts on it while he thinks is the future for such digital tools. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Tomo, as well as my colleague Ushi. Hi both. Hello. Hello. Tomo, would you like to give a quick introduction about yourself for our new listeners? Yeah, of course. Um, thanks again for inviting me to your podcast. Um, my name is Tomo, and I'm a designer and developer making products that challenges social issues. And for this year, I was working on a project called Thereto, which I'll be talking later, which was part of Mozilla Creative Awards 2020, which is an award that was aimed for an advocacy in the implications of AI on the media. Mm-hmm. So very excited to talk about the project. So as I mentioned in the beginning, and as Tom will just explain, we'd like to talk about your newest project, Thereto. Could you give us a bit more explanation of what it actually is? Yeah, of course. So Thereto is a YouTube filter bubble simulator, which allows you to look at the YouTube homepage from the perspective of like different personas. So we have six personas, um, which have very different viewing histories, mm-hmm. and you can switch between them to see how your YouTube looks like. Cool. As someone just mentioned, the tool is openly accessible. Um, the tool is accessible from the URL there, T-H-E-I-R, period, tube, T-U-B-E. We'll add the URL to the show notes as well, so it can be accessed from there. We've actually got their tube opened up in front of us, and maybe we can give a phonetical walkthrough of what it looks like and what it kind of actually is, while Tomo tells us the details, the glitchy, the small details of what it is. Mm-hmm. So as we look into open up the DareTube URL, we see these six weird robots with YouTube icons center oh, yeah, in the middle. <laughs> um, from the left, what I see is Fruitarian, Prepper, Liberal, Conservative, Conspiracist, Climate Denier. Um, for example, yeah. each, I guess each persona's are kind of indicated in the illustration that indicates their character. For example, mm-hmm. Fruitarian has a pear head, obviously. Um, <laughs> liberal mm-hmm. is having an arrow facing left, whereas mm-hmm. the conservative has an arrow facing right. Conspiracist has a pyramid hovering over their head with an eye in the middle. It's like the Illuminati um, symbol. I don't know what that implies. Right. It's yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> I, know. The one that I, know. I don't really know what that means, mm-hmm. but it's... Yeah. <laughs> So, while all these six characters are moving, if we click into one of them, we see a YouTube kind of like decorated in a frame. What is this? So, basically, like, if you click on each personas, like, mm-hmm. you would see what would be showing up on their YouTube homepage. So, this is what, we, what would be showing up if you go to youtube.com when you sign into your own account. But mm-hmm. with an account that has watched 
in this case, a lot of like liberal, leftist, like political butte contents. Mm -hmm. And you can actually toggle in between dates. Currently, it's being, it's showing the latest, um, which has been like literally today at two o'clock. Mm -hmm. And for instance, on the liberal side, you see a lot of like very left-leaning contents, like a lot of things from Vox Media, New York Times, which kind of which is really affirmative about multiculturalism and, and feminism. And it's very interesting because if you look at the opposite side, for instance, the conservative persona, it shows like an entire different kind of videos where you have videos such as like a lot of stuff from Fox News mm. and a lot of stuff that's talking um, and kind of like videos that debunk a lot of what leftists do is what the term they use. Right. So it has like it shows the entire like different sphere of information for each like personas. Mm. Interesting. It's kind of like peeking into someone's filter bubble. Right. Yeah. But in the format of YouTube homepage. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to see, you know, on each persona's inside each persona's video screen, you've got on the right corner who you're pretending to be. So, for example, if you're a conservative persona, you're watching videos from like, you know, people like, you're pretend to, pretending to be Fox News or mm. Prager U, Rebel News, Ben Sharpio, you know, all these quite um, conservative people, I guess. And yeah, you can also check like what each account has been trained on. So if you click on like a watch history button, you can have the, all the list of like the videos the account has already watched. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of get an idea of what, um, where all these biases is coming from. Interesting. So you know the input and the output. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the reasons why um, I use this like almost like cartoon like level portrayal is that there's a lot of people who don't really like realize there's an individual like different machine learning system that's behind their feet. So all of us has this kind of like Tamagotchi like not really Tamagotchi like but different type of AI mm -hmm. that shows us different things. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought there was something very like powerful in illustrating that and like showing it. Mm -hmm. It's very indicative of, you know, how each people would imagine of themselves at the same time how other people would kind of portray themselves. You've got six personas here, but obviously there are more kind of personified people out there in the world. Right. Yeah. Have you had ideas on any other personas or...? Yeah. Um, there was actually like a lot more and I also had this persona called the Unboxer, mm -hmm. which is all about like unboxing mm -hmm. like new products and like talking about it. Mm -hmm. So it's very commercial and like trying to sell you stuff. And if you're in that bubble, like you kind of have a sense that like you're always missing out on like new products. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of in that bubble. So <laughs> yeah, that, there's the Unboxer. Um, there's also like another one, which is a bit more like unique in a sense that it targets kids. It's about like, Choco choco egg opener. Choco yeah. egg. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. this huge entire YouTube like videos 
where millions of views are being into a people opening like these choco eggs with poison in it. And like on the, the Instagram. Right. Right. Yeah, maybe yeah. she knows because um, it's, uh, it's hugely popular category mm -hmm. um, for kids. It's and a category. Yeah, yeah, it's a category. Yeah, if you start watching it, it's all like it's kind of it's half sort of unboxing, half sort of asthma, ASMR mm. kind of. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's quite creepy. Mm -hmm. I think James Bridal has written right. a section dedicated for how, okay, um, how messed up the kids' mm -hmm. YouTube videos and how they are recommended for kids and the, the implication of autoplay. Mm. And kind of, all those kind of stuff is super interesting. Right. And I was just gonna say, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the one persona I would fall into would be the kind of parent, parent kind of persona. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Because um, I think my my feed I haven't checked, but mm -hmm. must be filled with um, Paw Patrol or Oshiritante uh, <laughs> or, or, right. or whatever it might be. So interesting. I sometimes kind of feel a little bit kind of. You know, like uh, I anticipate them appearing when I'm showing my YouTube <laughs> phone page as a reference. Right. When a client would do something like that. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, interesting. That could, be, that could be an interesting person. Wow, well, yeah. That's something interesting to explore as well. Yeah. That's Thanks. very interesting. Mm. I, I normally play a lot of music with my private account. I do a lot of my work research on my company account. So I can kind of switch back and forth within the right. YouTube accounts. And sometimes when I feel like the YouTube, you know, hemisphere is being violated, it's when I've accidentally played music on my company accounts yeah. or vice versa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then things yeah, start to get a little bit mixed right, up yeah, and then yeah. the worlds merge together. Yeah, right. That's quite amazing. Collision of filter bubbles. Mm. Yeah. Recently I had that with K-pop. Like, I'm recently <laughs> super into K-pop. And all my feed has turned from like a bit of an unboxer vibe into a very K-pop vibe. And I have this like kind of hunch that the reason why there's so many people into K-pop is that like there's these like recommendations, they tend to amplify your any existence like bias towards things. So this can be your like slightly preference towards K-pop and it kind of amplifies that like 10 times. Mm. And then the next time you realize it, like all your world is like, is into K-pop and I'm kind of like watching this video of this, mm -hmm. which is, I'm happy, I like K-pop, but yeah. You're stuck in the loop. I'm, I think I'm stuck in the loop. I'm kind of getting addicted to it. Interesting. Which is good. I like K-pop. So there, so there too is, uh, is a kind of to, to go out of that loop and explore. Yeah. Interesting. I think like there's a word proverb called like fish discovers water last. Right. And mm -hmm. it really applies to our own like recommendation environments. Like, for you to understand what kind of like recommendation bubble you're in, you have to watch like what other people's like recommendation looks like. Mm. So I think that you, I hope that you becomes a tool where people become a bit more aware of the kind of like bias that they're in. Yeah, you've got this small question mark at the right top, mm -hmm. which is like you know the question mark which is always about the about section. Right. But you have this little story about how you you had a discussion with your friend about right. you know your views on mm -hmm. like your political views, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you each show the YouTube account and realize that there's such a difference yeah. in what you see, mm -hmm. what you will be recommended. Even if you, I mean, I know from the experience that 
even if you checked out one video, the kind of recommendation that comes following after depends on what kind of account you have. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this you know, first-hand experience for yours is quite interesting for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just so interesting to see other people's feed because sometimes it tells more about what they like than like what they say. And in, in a sense, it's really more personal, like, mm. than your, like, watch history. Like, because uh, these machines know more about you than, like, your mother. So it kind of knows <laughs> that, yeah, I'm listening to you to K-pop, mm. and I also like unboxing videos. That's mm. weird, yeah. In, in the process, do you talk to kind of a typified version of these personas yeah. in real yeah. life? So each of these personas are made from interviews with these people. And I contact them through like YouTube comment sections on like very obviously biased videos. So for instance, for the Italian one, like I went to see the most extreme version of Italian videos and tried to reach out to people that were commenting very in favor of like not eating, only like picking up flutes that were on the ground, for instance, and then try to understand, uh, try to get their fo like followed channels. And based on that, I recreated the personas. But it's really interesting to see how like different these people were. Interesting. I love your process of actually getting into the YouTube yourself. Like yeah. that, that process itself is really there to you at the beginning. Mm -hmm. What were some of the interesting things that you kind of discovered along those you know, processes and mm -hmm. also along the way while you're baking? Were there interesting findings? Was there something you can see about the algorithm that is kind of intriguing in some ways? Yeah. Um, I think like it, it's what I tend to find is that it's it's getting really good. Like in general, like it really gives you a really big um, context on like what you what you like. Mm -hmm. So um, when I was like making this each of like these biases, I tend to realize like there's so many huge channels with like millions of subscribers I didn't know about mm -hmm. but then like would really match the kind of personas and I think yeah I feel like the, the recommendation is really getting better like especially in the past few like months even yeah have you seen some odd outputs from some interesting inputs so none of those were kind of applicable anymore like you would have certain inputs and then exactly the kind of outputs that you would expect would come out. Right. Um, not really, it's, it's really a black box. So you don't mm. really expect, like, you don't really understand what's coming out, from, uh, what's coming out, what's coming in. For instance, what surprised me was when I was training a Italian video, like I was just showing it a lot of like the flute, very like Italian, like organic, like food contents. <laughs> but what's interesting that it was that it started like recommending videos about connections between vaccines and autism. So a bit of like anti-vaccine content just like started popping up in my feed. Really? So that was very yeah, interesting. Sure like interesting. there was this, I think there's this recommendation connection between these hardcore organic people and the people who tend to be really against like vaccines mm -hmm. and those really fringe groups tend to like submerge from like these really weird connections that it's not really like apparent at first so for me that was very interesting yeah oh, that's very interesting 
now that you're done with the project, obviously you probably need to do some follow-ups with mm -hmm. it. But um, what do you think would be the future for their team? Are you trying to plan on doing anything with it? Well, I think it started as an art and advocacy project, mm -hmm. but then I realized there's also some interesting like potential of turning this into a bit more like a startup context. Because mm -hmm. um, I noticed like it's all, like looking at other people's recommendation. It's almost like looking at other people's bookshelves at their house, mm -hmm. and some part of me wondered like if there's a market for people who want to see recommendations of like famous people like Kanye West or like Elon Musk, mm -hmm. like how much would people pay for it? And obviously like YouTube's recommendation is a Google product, so you can't just like monetize it. Mm -hmm. But I thought there's maybe an interesting market around like, yeah, paywalling mm -hmm. somebody else's recommendation. It reminds me of can you, your kind of Twitter practice, where you intentionally follow someone who's obviously completely different mm. um, in terms of political viewpoint, right? And then try to sort of in, in the attempt to sort of kind of diversify your feed. Interesting. So that that is going. I would say interestingly well. So what I'm doing now is actually have their tube, it's similar to their tube approach. Mm -hmm. I'm studying, well, not exactly, but like other than my friends, I'm, I've started following conservative accounts on Twitter. Right. On Instagram accounts, I'm following like extreme feminist accounts. <laughs> okay. So then you can mm -hmm. see like, you know, the, the stark difference in what they talk about, like the kind of news they mention mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Whoa, interesting. But even just looking at Donald Trump and kind of like trying to go deep into his comments and what the other people say, yeah. that's already kind of interesting. And, you know, rather than just kind of skimming through, oh, Donald Trump is stupid yeah. kind of comment, because I think there is more to it. There, there is more to, if there's a million people supporting someone, there's going to be. Yeah. So I wanted to just kind of get deep into what is kind of the Yeah, that's true. There was like a, in the last month or so, there was a kind of one week where every day in my feed, there was someone complaining or kind of, sort of um, talking about JK Rowling. For being, yeah, she was one of the adverts, you know, Chomsky, which is kind of disappointing, but anyway, so like JK Rowling was kind of somewhere in my feed every day yes and then she did yeah frankly speaking stupid comments on mm. um, trans people and stuff like that so um but i kind of made this habit just for a week of sort of going through what she said mm -hmm. and then kind of just looking through the comments that she received and then it's kind of yeah they said like there are like millions of people supporting her, mm. supporting those um, viewpoints. And then we can't sort of easily dismiss yeah. um, just because you, your viewpoint is completely different. Yeah, so, I think uh, so too. Yeah. But it kind of made me really, basically difficult to sleep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I told you understand, like this project was hard. Like yeah. me, especially like when I was like, looking at the conservative persona like i had to like i had to understand this whole 
like channels of really like light reading YouTubers. Like I would even almost say like some of them are like white nationalists and trying to understand where they came from, like what kind of videos they posted and like watching them was really like a bit painful. Um, but I think it's really, you can't, I think it's really important to also understand where the people who have different opinions than you is coming from. Like it's easy to just draw a line between like and call it like you and them, us yeah. and them. So yeah, I hope that you kind of helps people <laughs> mm. understand like, a different perspectives. Yeah, just to kind of like add one more comment from my end is that I think everyone is not that extreme. Like mm -hmm. most yeah, people extreme, are yeah. the extreme people. Mm -hmm. And then that thinking kind of brings me back to the original idea of like I don't even know what kind of videos Ushi is watching or mm -hmm. I'm watching. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure about their, your tube. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about your tube either. Mm -hmm. So that means that we're all kind of like sitting somewhere within the spectrum mm -hmm. of this extremisms mm -hmm. and kind of getting to know just what other people, which kind of direction they are and kind of allows us to maybe have a bit more conversation of Oh, you're you're in that direction. I'm in that direction. Mm. Maybe kind of like draw on the difference and kind of build up on it. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something on top of that. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like draw a little bit away, but kind of draw a reference from your there to mm -hmm. and some of our project. We recently discussed about data humanization at Design in Dava. Mm -hmm. We show this drowning AR application to kind of highlight some of the impacts that um, global warming might have. And we kind of argued about how data can be humanized through different representations or through different interpretations. Mm -hmm. And to me, what you're doing with DeadTube is kind of similar, but mm -hmm. different. Because we were kind of dealing with data while you're trying to humanize algorithms rather mm -hmm. than data itself mm -hmm. by translating it into formats where you can actually start to discuss about algorithms like what you've showed is actually like tangible algorithms in a way mm. do you have any thoughts on kind of how we can play with algorithms do you have some like i think you tend to play with systems and algorithms is there like a strategy right. with it yeah I, I think yeah that's a good point i also really like the approach that you two did on like the data humanization of design in daba uh, for those listeners who haven't seen the project like it's a project where it uses an AR to visualize like how your surroundings might be submerged underwater if you keep doing a certain kind of things that might be harmful for like climate. And I think that was really brilliant. That allows people to just understand where they might be going. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts on this is that like. Things like algorithms and AI and data is super like difficult for people to understand. Mm. So you have to really put it into a format that people are used to seeing. Mm -hmm. So for the DevTube project, I really like took a lot of time to make sure that the browser looks like a bit like a browser, so that mm -hmm. people can mm -hmm. like when they look at it, immediate, immediately like connect what they're seeing on DevTube to their own YouTube. Mm -hmm. So that layout is something I really like um, worked on a lot. Mm. So I think if you try to pose data as data, people will see it as data. 
mm. and they won't really like consider it as something that would, would affect them. So I think there needs to be a bit of like this translation into some some form of medium that they're all like used to. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean now now that you've said it's literally that you literally has a small browser within with like the history tabs and the actual tabs and back and forwards all implemented. So I guess yeah, it does kind of feel like I'm looking actually looking into other people's mm. too. Interesting. And I'm super late in the game, but I've recently finished reading Tactfulness, a brilliant book by Hans Rosling, which highlights the importance of seeing the world correctly. A definite mm. kind of recommendation for anyone who hasn't read yet. I kind of see Veritube as a complementary tool to Gapminder, which is a tool developed by Hans himself. And while Hans's tool, Gapminder, provides an overview of the world and kind of nurtures a common sense for logics through data, that kind of does the opposite, which is it allows us to see from a specific perspective, mm. allowing for realization of otherness and kind of nourishes empathy. Mm. And, you know, we kind of keep on seeing these brilliant solutions like yours and Hans's, and part of me still makes me feel like it's a preaching to the chores solution mm. in a way because who accesses these tools right. to begin with? It's like, you know, mm. you have to be conscious about data to be reading mm. Hans Rosling's books to begin with. Mm. If you're biased, you're probably not interested in other people's right. YouTube at all. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's kind of important to be able to engage those beyond mm -hmm. who's not interested in our tools. Mm -hmm. How can you go beyond that? Have you thought about like any ways that you might want to kind of do it with Vertube, or are you thinking about other ways in kind of creating these interventions? Yeah, like that's the perfect, like super important point that you brought up. And of course, like I also led Factorness and Vertube is really inspired by like his work. And I think like this is a problem that a lot of like projects with the aim of advocacy kind of shares. Like this is a lot of problem that critical design project shares. This is a lot of a problem that a lot of like social awareness campaign shares that it kind of caters to the audience that already are aware of the problem. So that's that's something that, so in a sense, like it's kind of creating an echo chamber of its own, like shouting a problem with the people who already know it's a problem. Yeah. Like it kind of tends to get too extreme. So. I kind of wanted to avoid that with Dairtube. And I guess for Dairtube, what I wished was that like this became a tool for people to like help people in convincing, for instance, a hardcore conspiracist to uh, turn away a bit from conspiracy theories. And to do that, like you have to understand where these people are getting information from. And it's quite difficult to if you don't have a tool like Dairtube, it's quite difficult to understand what these people are seeing. Mm -hmm. So what I hope is that, like, yeah, that Dairtube becomes a tool that helps people to bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really necessarily see like this tool to like immediately like um, make people who believe the Earth is flat into thinking, oh, maybe the Earth is round. I don't think like I can really help people who have gone that far, <laughs> but what I can help is like I can help maybe 
the relative of that person to like maybe get a better graph demonstration so that they can convince the flat cursor into thinking maybe the earth is a bit more rounder. It's like if you look at the conspiracy channel on Zertube, like there's so many weird keywords that I never knew before, like mm. deep state, QAnon, um, what was it? Like Bill Gates is supposedly involved in everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so like fascinating. Mm. Yeah. Just so, kind of knowing the vocabulary itself is very interesting. interesting. Yeah, just yeah. to understand like when they start like brandishing these kind of like weird words, you know where it's come from, so how ridiculous they are. Yeah. Any final thoughts on your project? Yeah, um so I guess like I'm still like developing this project. So if you have any like interesting ideas for new kind of personas, like feel free to reach me out on Twitter. I'm open for new suggestions. Um, so yeah, that would be great. Fantastic. Please keep us updated on both yours and their team's updates. And that'll be all for this episode of Takam. Thank you, Tomo, for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Sorry for the noise. We've been having an open studio environment a little bit. So there's some outdoor noise a little bit, along with some dog walking around. Well ventilated. Well ventilated with an open air environment with two meters apart from each other. Yeah. So well done. If you like what you just heard, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening to this episode, as well as our official Twitter account, Takam. That's T-A-K-R-A-M. Just to remind you again, Dertube's URL is T-H-E-I-R, period, T-U-B-E. Also, if you have any opinions, feedbacks, requests on Takam Cast, please comment on social media with hashtag TACOMPASS. We love hearing your feedback and hope to see you soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye.